Oh my god, imagine if Annie is just sat like that. <laughs> he's got his wiggle out. He's ready. He's got full wiggle on. Do you like Annie as they sleep, like curled up in a circle, and they put their tail over their eyes? And I did not. I did not believe this until I went to like go pet one, and we walked out and don't want it. The ant is asleep, and it was curled up underneath his tail. <laughs> and best bit is, you just see like when it wakes up, you just see the snoot come out and go, just looking for food. It's like I respect it. That right there is an ant eater. Well, yes. Welcome to another episode of the Wiki Weekdays podcast. I am your co-host Cal Smallwood, joined as ever off camera for me and off screen. No, on camera for you guys and off screen for me. No. On screen and off camera. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on camera, Carl. Yeah, I'm on you, camera. But you're like, yeah, you're on camera, but you're off screen for like people watching. Like just, no, just I'm not. Oh no, because we both say, "Damn it, we're on the podcast." Yeah, God, I've not, <laughs> I've not had my coffee today. Yeah, this to is podcast. all staying in. This is the Wiki Weekends podcast. Wiki Weekdays podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we're recording on a different day than usual? It's just, that is weird, isn't it? The older you get, you don't realise like how much routine and then the in, like the interruption of a routine can mess you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Wiki Weekdays podcast where we scout the lengths and breadths of the internet to uh, discover wikis on interesting things. Uh, oh. It's going to be okay, Carl. It's all staying in, I know. <laughs> That's the thing, like, yesterday was my top tens recording day where if I make a mistake, I take a breath. Mm-hmm. And go again. So I'm in like that mindset. Yes, the Wiki Weekdays podcast. We go across the internet, find wikis on things we're interested in and want to talk about, go through them together, and at the end of the video of podcast, just decide which one won this week. So if you're... Lucas, can you take over, please? Yeah. <laughs> just give me a <laughs> okay, minute. Cole. You know what? It's going to be okay. Be um, a bro. Today, I have brought a wiki for us to enjoy, as we always do. And yes, mm-hmm. as Carl said, you just need to let us know which wiki won this week. By which, of course, we mean which wiki brought the most fun discussion. Yes, so not necessarily the subject that you found the most interesting. Well, I guess it could be, but it's like not necessarily yeah. the subject you like the most. Because I, I think one of my biggest pet peeves about the internet is like um, people like always attaching their personal feelings to stuff that doesn't really need to be attached to. Like we both watched that death battle, don't we? Mm-hmm. You yeah. go down to the comments, you go, well, I really like this character, but I don't mind that this character won. It's like, it's not about which character you like more. Oh. It's like an objective look at like their strengths and feats and which one would win in like, you know, a fight to the death. And it's, and it's just always like, well, I like this character and I don't mind that they lost. It's like, it's not about if you like them. Or-. That's literally the point of that series is that yeah. you remove all of the outside factors and just like put these two things into a fucking street fight. Who's going to win? Exactly, and I saw that, like the you know the the fucking breaking case of emergency has been hit once again because Goku versus Superman number three is happening, and I'm like, it's just because the Goku fans again they won't let it go because they they're just too attached to Goku. It's like no, Goku always. It's like this. Here's the thing: we could just talk like in Goku's universe, every arc is something stronger than he is. Mm-hmm. There is nothing stronger than Superman. Yeah. That's the point. Like things might, like, you know, fight him and get in trouble, but then Superman just wins. That's mm-hmm. the point. And I think it's they make that point in like, the second one, don't they? Like Superman is the man without limits. Goku is the character who consistently breaks limits. Mm-hmm. By definition, no one can ever be stronger than Superman. He doesn't have defined limits to break. That yep. is the point. And like, just the Superman fact that Superman is the bar. That's and then the every point, time, yeah. it's like, well, Goku could do instant transmission. It's like Superman, like fucking caught a black hole in his hands. <laughs> like he caught a black hole in his hands. 
casual. And it's like, it's not comparable. It's like, I guess that's every weeb online. That's their Christmas mm. sorted. That's it's, their um, Christmas. It's they get to the, argue like, it's almost as if it's like the death battle equivalent of the Snyder Cut, where like they just have to, like every now and then, just be like, "Fine, we'll do it. We'll shut you up again." And I think every time they make a new one, they go even further. Like, yeah, Goku might be strong, but Superman is so stupid. He sneezed a galaxy into existence <laughs> once, or well, out of existence, I think. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but like Goku punched once so hard that the entire universe rumbled under like the weight of his blows. Like Superman once benched Infinity. <laughs> it's like it's, it's so dumb. There's no anyway. comparison. That's the point. I got. I, oh. The internet's going to be insufferable. We, yeah, it always is. And I understand, like, that's why they have to keep doing it because Goku keeps getting more and more powerful. But, like, it does. It, in theory, it doesn't matter because Superman is the bar. But, like, yeah, but, I yeah. just. I, I understand, like, dealing with some insufferable comments every now and then. I can't imagine being a creator dealing with that bombardment all the time. It must be as well because essentially they have, like, an entire research team. You're like, their job is like researching the shit. And as someone used to research for a living and still does. I can't imagine how annoying it is that one, like someone who's like, well, I only read the comics for this one. I only read, like, they've read everything to do with it, both characters. Like, but I like Goku, so he wins. It's like, have you read every Superman comic? Well, no, but I know Goku's strong. It's like, you literally... It must be really frustrating. That's what I mean. Yeah, that, it's yeah. a bunch of people that aren't fully educated on a topic, essentially shouting at people that, in theory, are well more educated on the topic because they've sat down and researched it for presumably like large amounts of time. Well, it's like that thing I said, isn't it? Like they attach their personal feelings to it, and it's the, the whole point of the fight is that you don't. Mm-hmm. So, are we yeah. saying that we are the the wiki podcast equivalent of death battle? I guess so. Where you like you don't bring your feelings into the fight. It's just it's just one on one, like which wiki won? Oh yeah. No, we're just we're just big fans of a uh, death channel, uh, death battle, and have been a fan of the channel for a long time. I'm always I do get kind of pissed off though when they say, "Huh, I'm uh." Come on, you gotta share this video, guys. So like, you know, big channels don't overtake us on the trending tab. It's like, you're one of those big channels. <laughs> you're a staple of the inside. When you I think like when you're sat in a studio and you've got an office block, at that point you can't start talking about it as if you're a small independent YouTuber. Like you are you have a building with your name on it and 40 <laughs> members of staff. Oh, but yes, uh, my entry to yes. the battle this week, if it were. Um, I you know, just again, I, I like to a lot of the time just pick wiki articles where I'm not going to read much of the wiki entry. It's just mm-hmm. a jumping off point, which is uh, the point, to yeah. talk about the the topic at large. But I figured because a lot of people on my social media this week have been sharing their lovely Spotify Wrapped, Carl. I can't do mine this year because I had to get rid of it. Oh, you're on like um, YouTube yeah. Music or something now. Yeah, so I don't. I never. I never really watch YouTube. Like, I'm on it, and that's why I don't watch it. Like, I have like a few series that I'll keep up with, but I always do like, my binge. But, like Death Battle, like wait three months, just watch like five in a row. When yeah. I'm like having a pizza or something, most of the time I just keep probably tell from the podcast. Just watch a lot of bad TV. Mm. But then Spotify raised its price to be one pound cheaper than YouTube Premium, uh, one pound less than YouTube Premium. Like, well, let's get YouTube Premium. Then at so least you get no ads and you get YouTube music and it makes yeah, sense. It's the yeah. same and then as well on YouTube music, there's those songs like stuff gets removed from Spotify all the time. Do you know what it doesn't get removed from? Fucking YouTube. 
<laughs> like you're not removing like here's the thing like when I went to Japan and I got like oh I downloaded the top 100 in Japan on Spotify so like, let's listen to the music that's popular here came back every single song was blocked in Spotify they're yeah. not blocked on YouTube I'll tell you that <laughs> there's always a lyric video from someone with an anime profile photo who has that song it's true it's true and um you know one of my top ones as you mentioned Japan um one of my top three artists of the year of course is Baby Metal Baby Metal um, good band didn't they Baby just release a new album this year? Or new single uh, at least? It was, was it this year or was it last year? Uh, Metal Galaxy, I think it was called. Like, I think it was this year. Yes, um, one of my favourite bands just started releasing new music out of nowhere. Like Dragon Force just dropped a new song. So oh, we've got a new album uh, based on Legend of Zelda. It's like, what? That's so why I've seen like them doing quite a lot of interviews on TikTok yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's a Legend of Zelda themed Dragon Force song out there, Lucas. So our I'm two worlds combined. Check that out. <laughs> but yeah, um... I just figured we could talk about like Spotify itself mm. and like the fact that you know yes there are other audio streaming services you got like you you um it's Apple Music now instead of iTunes and has been for a long time I'm sure yeah, I'm I, just I, not in that Apple ecosystem and here's my like hot take of like I've only just got YouTube Premium and listening to the music is fine it's like it's it's decent it's annoying cuz I had like a massive I think I listen to music all the time yeah, yeah. My Spotify playlist was like four thousand songs long. And I just went, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't pay as much as I it's just they keep raising the price and then adding shit I don't want. Of like they raise the price and just about saying, now there's ebooks. It's like I'm not listening to Spotify yeah. for fucking ebooks. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like good ones, it's not like they teamed up with Audible. It's like no our exclusive ebooks. It's like I don't care. <laughs> like let me cap and then as well they do this annoying thing of they keep adding stuff you don't want of like the endless, the you can no longer go. I just want to listen to my playlist in order or shuffle. Now they have yeah. smart shuffle mm-hmm. and smart shuffle. Every time you press it, it takes like three seconds to load in because smart shuffle is we'll start randomly shuffling in songs we think you're like. And it's like, I don't want any of this like random AI bullshit added. I just, I made a playlist. I want to listen to it. And you can. Well, that's the thing. If you want to, like, you know. Okay, I'll shuffle. Okay, I like this song. I remember like, it's a nice list of songs. I'll click mm. shuffle again. No, you know, I got smart shuffle on. And then because it's smart shuffle, because instead of my playlist was downloaded, Lucas, but smart oh. shuffle songs aren't. So if you're yeah. on a train, randomly you'll be listening to like, you know, your smart, you don't know you've got smart shuffle on. It won't load the next song and you <laughs> Apple crash. And then you've got to reboot Spotify again and it disconnects from your headphones and it plays out loud on the, on the train. You're like, just <laughs> let me listen to the music. Yeah, it's getting more and more complex over time when ostensibly it doesn't need to but they need to do all this extra stuff to justify the price raises which is the annoying thing about it of just i absolutely fucking hate it and do you have a term for it um i mean yeah i'm sure there is i don't yeah. know what the term is but the term is and shittification <laughs> and it is a term coined by cory doctorow in november 2022 and the idea is is that because in, like the basic idea is an internet service or just a service in general mostly like on the internet of mm-hmm. it can once it's reached a per- certain point actually you know, I'll read out his definition because it's, it's going to do it way better yeah of course yeah here is how platforms die first they are good to their users then they abuse their users to make things better for their business customers finally they abuse those business customers to claw back all the value for themselves then they die I call this enshittification, and it's a seemingly inevitable consequence arising from a combination of the ease of changing how a platform allocates value, 
combined with the nature of a two-sided market, where a platform sits between buyers and sellers, hold each hostage to the other, raking off an ever larger share of the value that passes between them. And like Spotify is a good example of that of great service for people. It's like every song you ever wanted in one thing pays £5 a month. Mm-hmm. And then they get investment because obviously a lot of people sign up because that's a good idea. And then they have to start pleasing their investors, which pisses off the fans. And then they have to, like, then they realize, well, we want to get more money. So then they start pissing off investors by piecemealing stuff out. And then just mm-hmm. you end up with everyone being like, fuck Spotify. <clears throat> yeah. And it is, you know, Spotify and Netflix because they were like early parts of the streaming game. Netflix and other examples. They are the yeah. ones where you see it happening real time now. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, at the moment, you are seeing a lot of people kind of get to that tipping point with Spotify and Netflix of like, no, you know what, I'm done. You've raised your prices one too many times, and I'm done. That's the thing as well. This year, I got rid of um, Netflix as well, because I just looked and went, fuck this. Sorry, yeah, I muted my mic and it didn't unmute. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it says here, Spotify... Uh, is an audio a Swedish audio streaming and media services provider founded on 23rd of April 2006 by Daniel Ek and Martin Lorentzen. Um, That's kind of shame because and- Sweden's so big in music. Have you ever seen, like, I think we talked before about how basically every number one hit in the past 30 years came from Sweden? Is it just because of ABBA? Well, ABBA's, like, a good example of how... And the, the, like, studio that the ABBA people work at, right? Something like that. It's just more just, just for some reason... Like Swedish people are really good at writing pop hits. Mm-hmm. Like Swedish mic sensibilities are really aligned with ours. And it's like, I think the story I told before is like, there's an interview with a guy who basically wrote everything. I think it's called like, This is Pop. And he talk, he's like in a heavy metal band in Sweden. And he says, Oh, so what are your credits? Or, Oh, there's my heavy metal band. I also wrote um, uh, a lot of pink songs. I'm like, What? He's like, Yeah, so Joe, the na 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 na, we're going to start a fight. That was just like a, a lick you'd do on stage in his band. You know, that'd be a fun pop song if you like, you know you replaced it instead of like having it on a metal guitar, have it on like you know a bass. And yeah. there's a really great bit of like unintended. I think it, it must be on purpose where it's like really, really like um uh, like just good editing and a dunk mm. on Pink where the guy says, "Well, yeah, I did that." And they ask him, so, so you wrote the song? No, no, Pink wrote the song. Because she heard that and said she's going to write the lyrics. She had the perfect lyrics to go along with that lick. And it smash cuts to Pink going, na, 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 na. It's like, that's not lyrics. That's just her singing along to the, li- the lick that he wrote. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, and I have to, that has to be on purpose, right? I mean, in terms of like the way you've described it, because you, you've mentioned this once before, like it's so funny. the way that it's like edited of just like smash cut to her, just go na 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 na. And you know what? Like, I've got no grief with Pink, um, and I think she's one of the better like pop rock stars. But yeah, it's just that song is just half it is like na 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 na. Yeah, it's the the opening lick is the part of the song everyone remembers, and it's this this Swedish heavy metal dude like made it, and he just works for a company that basically does that. They just mm-hmm. write licks and lyrics, and they say like, I think it was um, uh, "Hit Me Baby One More Time." Mm-hmm. Like they wrote that, and they asked like the guy who wrote it, like, "What does it mean?" He goes, "I don't know." I thought he meant talking on the phone. <laughs> like it was, it was supposed to be "Hit Me Up Baby One More Time." Right, yeah. But then they just made it hit me, baby, one more time. Because it's it's a bit, it's a bit snappier. And they didn't understand like American vernacular of like we thought that meant talking on the phone. It's like, so is that what it means? Like, yeah, but no one thought it meant that. Mm -hmm. And Britney Spears, the meaning that it ended up with. No, yeah. 
it's um one of those weird things of like people always complain about you know like oh but like manufactured music and all this and it stuff. always has and been like, but like so much of music is someone writing something for someone else or someone you know singing something for like someone else even like sometimes you find that like you know in pop a lot of the time it might be that oh yeah you thought that this was this person it's not even sung by them yeah it's like literally not even recorded by them most of the time it's not written by them yeah and remember that being a whole issue with like taylor swift where a taylor swift insists that she writes her own music and she does write a lot of her own music but she has a lot of help Mm -hmm. and the example that's used is um the song Oh, was that? I think it's like Take It Off, I think. Right, okay. Or Shake It Off, sorry. Oh, Shake uh, It Off, okay. Shake It Off, which I think originally was supposed to be Take It Off, and Taylor mm. Swift came in and changed it to Shake It Off. And then because she gets writing credits. Because she did write a word. Mm-hmm. So she gets like half the writing credit. For it. And it's like, that's a very popular thing in the industry. It's known as write a word, get a third. And a lot oh, of okay. artists, like a lot of artists, like, you know, they like the idea that they write their own songs, and a lot do, and a lot don't. And a lot, and like, ride the line of what is being written and please, what isn't. Swifties, don't come after us. That's not the problem as well, yeah. That, because... like, Taylor Swift doesn't write her own music. Like, she does, she just doesn't do it alone. Yeah, and why would you? When, when you are, like, a multi-billionaire and your and, dad um, owns a bank. It's similar to, kind of, like, the, the, the story about Billie Eilish when she was first pervasive. Oh, that's, that's so funny, that. And it that. was, like, this first album was just... These downtrodden brother and sister that made it all in their bedroom, and it's my, like that was the, my bed, favorite the bedroom of a multi-billion-dollar producer, maybe. Yeah, where like, she says like, "Oh yeah," because people at Billie Eilish, like she claimed that, "Oh yeah, I just wrote these songs in my bedroom, and my brother produced them on a laptop in his bedroom." It's like, "Oh, you mean your brother, the award-winning producer, <laughs> in his in my bedroom? Do you mean this studio in his house, owned yeah, by your multi-million-dollar like, multi-millionaire parents?" And isn't their dad in the music industry as well? Of course he is, yeah. yeah. How do you think and he was like, like, my daughter wrote a song, put it on the radio? Yeah, and it's like, oh no, it's just a brother and sister making music in a, in the bedroom with a laptop and like this smash hit success came out of it. It's like, fuck off, did you're the, it? You're the only one of those that's actually like legit. And he's like, I don't like the guy's music, but the guy himself seems really cool. And it's Post mm. Malone. It's like when he was, before oh, he was yeah, Post yeah. Malone, when he was Pre Malone. <laughs> like he literally just—he was a SoundCloud rapper, and one day right. he woke up and just had like three million streams on SoundCloud. And like, yeah, as you say, he just seems like a chill dude who wants to like play magic, uses millions to buy Magic the Gathering. Cards. <laughs> I love that picture of him getting like that really rare Magic the Gathering card. The he's, ring, a, yeah. he's a huge fucking nerd, and he got it signed by like Elijah Wood. Like, that's it. I don't like the guy's music, but he seems really chill. He's you know at least right now on the internet as mm. we talk. He is known as like one of like the nicest people in music, kind of thing. It's just that thing of like, it's same as like uh, who's that other dude? The guy who always makes fun of himself for being like really ugly. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but like that's his, his, his shtick. That's a shtick, yeah. Um, I can't remember who you're thinking of. He's the really good singer, isn't he? Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember who. I'm, you're I'm not too into pop music. That's the thing. Um, like, yeah, Spotify, Spotify keeps trying to force it down on me. Like, I'm not listening to Ed Sheeran. I'm not listening to Drake. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> It is funny as well of, like, I recently saw, not all, you know, in the last year or two, that, oh, yeah, um, Taylor Swift grew up on a humble farm. Here's her farmhouse, and it's, like, this massive mansion. It's like the Kid Rock one, where Kid Rock's like, yeah, you know what, I, like, grew up. He, he puts himself forward, like, you know, a man of the people, like, hillbilly, and he's like, I think Kid Rock's actual name should just tell you everything. 
Oh, is it one of those? His kid name is Robert James Ritchie. <laughs> he's Ritchie Rich. And he's like, he's, the house he grew up on was like, it wasn't a house, it was an estate. Yeah. And that's just the thing with pop music, isn't it? They're all like, it is, and like, you know, it, it's one of those of like... It's I Louis understand. Capaldi as well, the guy I was thinking of. Uh, like he seems yes, really down, like he still he shot does, him like yeah. little and stuff. Yeah. I love the fact that like he, um, when I think his last time his like album came out and he did really well and he put out like a TikTok of like, oh, thanks, you all, you're all suckers for buying my music. Like, I'm going to go cry away my tears with all my money. And it's like, yes, Lewis, go on. Some proper uh, British humour going on. That's the one. But yeah, going back to Spotify, it's mm-hmm. like I thought, you know, we could talk about it because it did, as I say, with it, the help it changed of the music industry. Other, yeah, but with the help of like iTunes and stuff at the time, like they all completely changed how we listen to music. Yeah, I think iTunes though, because it was always locked behind the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, whereas Spotify, you could have it, on, it was like Netflix, wasn't it? Like mm-hmm. anyone could get Netflix. It wasn't locked it's behind like, a particular system or anything. That's the thing, I don't want to make it seem as though Spotify came out of nowhere and like it went from CDs to Spotify. There was obviously a, like, a track along the way where iTunes kind of made those first stepping stones and then there was all of like... Of course, and then there was the, Napster. Like, and... Napster and all that shit as well. But it's just um, Spotify was the... It's similar to like Netflix of like where just... It was this one thing where it was pitched out as just, do you like music? Yeah, pay us like $5 a month every song you can think of. Not every or... song. Like, listen for free, because it says here there's over 590 million monthly active users. This is September 2023, the stats mm-hmm. are from. And it includes 226 million paying subscribers, which means over half of the people who listen to Spotify are yep. listening free with advertisements. Yeah, and I think I've got to give a shout-out to the tweet that I you know, sent my site into orbit recently. Just mm. some guy was, like, just tweeting out, and he's like, hey, uh... Yeah, I, I pulled up some like you know a car full of girls looking real cute. So and I thought I was I was thinking like I was a right baller. So I pulled up alongside and wound down my window. My songs are playing. I'm looking good. I just had a haircut, feeling like really good in myself. Then the Spotify ad started playing. <laughs> and the girls just just drove off, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> it's obviously like you know if you can't afford you can't. It's just that thing of though, just like you thinking you're real cool and just like rolling just, up in this nice fancy car, and then all of a sudden it's like. Oh, if you want Spotify without adverts, you can like pay now. <laughs> it's just oh, oh the fact is, it is free. Yes, and, and I it, know people it complain continues about continues to be to this day. Like I don't know how bad the advertising has got because back ten years ago when I was on the free one, it was like listen to like three, four, five songs and you get a thirty second advert. Mm-hmm. I think it is quite bad now, but the thing is though, people think it's worth it, and it's really it's funny. It's free. It's yeah. still free. Isn't That's it weird? Yeah. Isn't it weird how something can be free and like it's fun about adverts and people get annoyed about that? I mean, like, yeah, just give me it for free. That's like what I don't get is when Netflix is like, we're gonna do a like a paid with ads tier. It's like No fuck off. No. Pay or that's, free that's, with yeah, ads. That's when that's I only installed. I, I got rid of my subscription when they announced that of like, you don't really spend my time. It's like make it free with ads or paid without. Yes. Fuck off. Like, that, really that, that is me. the deal. That's the deal. We all agree to that deal. Yeah. And people are, clearly, people are okay with that deal because Spotify yeah. has lasted on that Majority service. of their users are use the free service. And I guarantee yeah. you that people who use the free service are probably more profitable than those who don't. And it like, even to Spotify. Here, um, yeah, limited control with the freemium service. 
Um, features such as offline listening, commercial free uh, listening are offered via paid subscriptions. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of times where like you you just have. It's, again, it's been a long time since I've been on free Spotify, so like people in the comments, let us know mm-hmm. exactly how it works nowadays. But like, I vaguely remember being like, if you want to select your songs, then go and pay for Spotify like premium, and it's like, oh okay. Uh, so I think it was just like you pick like playlists, and you could shuffle a playlist or something and maybe yeah. you could add like one or two songs to your queue but not more than that the way i always read it is it's like the radio like you can listen to the radio for free and you'll have ads or you can buy a cd yeah. and listen to the songs in any order that you choose that's like and i always felt that like spotify was a natural extension of that agreement where mm-hmm. similar like netflix are like you can watch tv and just tv's there and you'll have ads and you watch what we want when we say or you could pay a little bit of extra and go out and buy the dvds or what have you and watch what you want when you want um, and it does say here, you know, talking about the fact that, like, obviously um, Spotify in terms of, you know, reputation for what it does for artists is like, well, Not Spotify great. means that, like, we get no revenue because album sales have dropped off a fucking cliff because, of course, it makes a lot of sense. It's like, do you want to go buy one album with 11 songs on it for a tenner I'll or do you want to spend £10 a month to listen to a catalogue of nearly every artist on yeah. Earth. And the split for artists and stuff is not very good. And there is that breakdown online of like various streaming services. And I think Tidal does pay the best, but fuck Tidal. Because I remember when it was announced, and it was like Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kanye West going, finally, musicians are going to get their fair split. And it's like, okay, billionaire Jay-Z who's on the board <laughs> then- of Apple... Wasn't it also that they only invited exclusive artists onto the their friends as well? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, their friends. friends. Yeah, um, but you know, it doesn't sound good when they say their friends, Carl. It's exclusive mm-hmm. artists. Um, but yeah, it says unlike physical or download sales, which pay artists a fixed price per song or album sold, Spotify pays royalties based on the number of artist streams as a proportion of total songs streamed. Mm-hmm. It distributes approximately seventy percent of its total revenue to its rights holders. Who then pay Which, artists based yeah. on individual agreements. And, and that's the problem there. Like the 70%, middleman. Yeah, mm-hmm. 70% is a good cut. Like people wondering, like YouTube, the split we get from YouTube is 55% for creators, 45% for YouTube. And that's, a re- that's good. That's good in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, considering yeah. that YouTube takes all of the risk, all the hosting costs, and they don't take the lion's share. The fact that Spotify takes 30% is really good. It's, it's um, just it's the fact that. The rights holders of that 70% probably take 95% of that 75 And it's why you see artists who have a lot of money and a lot of power, Buying like it. Taylor Swift, going around and making like the new production versions of her um, albums one by one so that then she can put those on Spotify and get the actual cut she deserves. Yeah. The fact that like a billionaire like Taylor Swift can't afford to buy her own rights back Mm-hmm. I think that speaks to how valuable, like you know, intellectual property can be. Of like that Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, the biggest artist on planet Earth right now, cannot afford to buy her own back catalog. Think about the other one. Uh, the other example of this is like Michael when, Jackson. Um, Michael Jackson bought out yep. the Beatles, and Paul McCartney apparently just joked to him one day, "Is like, oh, do you know what you should do as an investment? Is like buy music rights." And he, he went, did, okay, yeah. I'll buy yours. And they laughed it off, and then Paul McCartney found out he fucking did it and was like... Yeah, Michael Jackson just bought what? the rights to their back catalogs. That's why I think it was, speaking of Apple, 
I think it was the Beatles, the record label was called like Apple Recording or something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. It, was, this it weird... was Apple in some way, yeah. And there was this weird thing between Apple, the company, and then this Apple thing that owned the rights to the Beatles where they weren't allowed to be on Apple Music or iTunes for years because Michael Jackson mm. owned it. And then Michael Jackson's estate owned it. And then is it someone who, who owns the rights to the Beatles now? That's probably like a topic for another day, know. isn't it? Because like, that it alone, is, yeah. just the That's rights. That's a story in itself. Well, the fact that like, Paul McCartney doesn't own the rights to his own... Like, Paul McCartney doesn't own the rights to his own songs. <laughs> like, the yeah. single most successful band in the history of planet Earth yeah, doesn't literally. own the rights, besides ABBA. Because obviously, ABBA's always going to be the, the king. I, mean, I Yeah, we'd have to look into statistics and stuff, because, like, Beatles were, I think, a much bigger band in terms of popularity, but, like... ABBA have just got this amazing catalogue of number ones because yeah, it's the longevity again, of ABBA. Yeah. Swedish people writing music. Yeah, but it's fascinating, isn't it? And then, like, then you think, like, if you're on the lower end of that, the fuck are you going to do? And then you always get that thing, like, why do people sign these contracts? Then it's because the only way to get into the industry until very, very recently was to sign with these companies. Yeah, it was up until, literally what, five, ten years ago. That was your only option. Like the only way to get a song on the radio was to have a record label who would go talk to the like you couldn't just go into the radio mm-hmm. with like well you could to smaller ones i guess with like you know a copy of your song and they might play it but to get onto like when like what i think it's like 70 percent of all the um radio stations of the united states are owned by like three companies well it's the same over here with capital isn't it yeah like they own all the radios it's like the only way to get any radio airplay was to sign with these companies and they because they held all the cards they made you sign incredibly um uh, disadvantageous deals that you couldn't get yourself out of and like that's yep. the thing, Taylor Swift signed one of these, and her dad owns a bank. Oh no, sorry, yep. he owns an investment company. Right, Literally okay. owns an investment company. It's called like Swift Capital or something like that. <laughs> and that's the reason why Taylor Swift did not buy into NFTs because her dad's an investment banker and went, "That's a stupid idea. Why would you do that?" Yeah, and it, when and like, she still like, signed one of these deals because she knew it's the only way to make any money. Yeah, when as you say, the the examples of two of the biggest artists on earth. Like Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift, uh, neither of them have been able to buy those music distribution rights. Because you might think, well, surely like she could just offer like two hundred million dollars, and that'd be enough. It's like, well, no, because think about how many streams of Taylor Swift songs. Like, it's like when like Disney bought Star Wars and they said we're going to buy it for four billion dollars. Be like, that seems like a lot of money for Star Wars because in their head they're thinking, well, well what there's been like each four... movie makes like a billion dollars. That yeah. seems a bit silly. Yeah. It's like, oh, but they release like, there's six Star Wars movies. How much is it really worth? It's like, are you really asking how much money all of Star Wars in totality earns? It's worth well more than $4 billion. The problem is, it's like, no one on Earth could have paid what it's actually worth. Yeah, exactly. And think about immediately how much of Disneyland became filled with, like, merch that was Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. And... All of those merch, like the merch adds up. The merch so alone, fast. yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating to think about. Like that, Star Wars was probably worth like ten times what Disney paid for it, but there's no one on Earth going to pay forty billion dollars for it. And mm-hmm. if you paid forty billion dollars for it, like that's more money than you could ever conceivably spend in a lifetime. So you might as well give four. Billions for. a fucking lot. It is, yeah. And George um, Lucas was already a billionaire when they paid him mm-hmm. from Star yeah. Wars because he owns Star Wars <laughs> and ILM. And merch rights and merch right, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, it's like, I did find it funny because uh, Weird Al was like, because um, I don't know if you've seen anyone's like 
on Spotify Rap this year, they did a thing where if you appear in the top five of an artist, like, I got a little video from Baby Metal, like, oh, you were... We were in your top five. Thank you for listening to us this year. Oh, that's cute. I, I kind of um, wish I'd kept my Spotify because I, I listen to it all the time. It's just I got rid of it when they raised the price like four months ago. Mm-hmm. As a girl I've been ch- talking to on Tinder, and it's like, let me see your Spotify raps. I don't have one. I got rid of it. <laughs> and she stopped talking to me, Lucas. <laughs> she stopped talking to me. No. <laughs> Oh, that's that's grim. I'm sorry. Because obviously it's one of those things. Like it's such a big deal. People love their Spotify, and I love my Spotify Wrapped. When it comes, like here's the artist you've listened to this year. Just, I just couldn't justify to myself paying yeah. that much for something when like YouTube Premium is literally one pound more, and like you know, just I get basically the same thing, but I now have to spend like months rebuilding my playlist or whatever. But you get a sense, uh, essentially a similar thing, and also you get to watch YouTube without ads and download yeah. and stuff like that. You get all of the YouTube perks on top yeah. of it. But... Which is never really a big deal for me, but it's just one of those things. That, it's a pound more, and when I do watch, for example, like Rips Arena, like, you know, mm-hmm. who I've worked with in yeah. the past, like when I watch his videos, I know he gets a better cut. Uh, you get the same cut as watching the ads, but... <laughs> The thing is, a lot of people will skip the ads. Yeah. And if you skip the ads, then, then you, get you don't get cut. money for skipping the ads or you get less of a cut or something. So, yeah, you reasonably, you do get more out of YouTube Premium. But on the face of it, if you actually watch through every ad, ad viewers give the same amount as Premium yeah. viewers. Um, But, yeah, it's just one of those things of, like, Weird Al popped up on people's at top five. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, I got, like... <clears throat> 15 billion listens this year or whatever it was i don't know x million amount of listens it's probably just, some crazy amount yeah so that's great out. thanks for listening to so many of my songs um i've done the maths and that adds up to roughly um about 12 dollars for me so you've bought my sandwich for the day so <laughs> thanks everyone you've bought me a sandwich today for listening to my music it's the like, fact they wow. let him record that and put it up on their thing which is just highlighting how bad the split but i guess spotify <laughs> they can always say well we give Technically, we give artists seventy percent. It's not them. It's not our fault. It's like mm-hmm. we, if artists who own the rights to their own music will get seventy percent of what we earn. But it's just that virtually all artists on earth are locked into this thankfully dying, very predatory system that takes the lion's share of their earnings. That's not our fault, and it's not. It's like the same reason like when I said it's I went to Japan and I came back and all the rights I couldn't listen to any music anymore. So like, that's not Spotify's fault. That's the yeah. rights holders to that music saying we don't want people outside of Japan listening to it. Like, I'm sure the, the artists the don't give a shit. It's the way the platform is being used by the distributors. Yes, it's like frustrating. Like um, this year when like um, I think the guitarist something for X Japan died. Like, oh no! Oh, like right, let's go listen to some X Japan music on Spotify. <laughs> Blots in your country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I, I remember, I'm sure the uh, band loves that they can't make any money. Yeah. I, I know that, like, for a long time, I think it was all of the Square Enix soundtracks for, yeah. like, Final Fantasy and stuff. Video game soundtracks are a catalogued. nightmare. Like, all of them were completely fully catalogued on Spotify in Japan. Yep. And, like, it's all on Spotify. It's all, all there. there. But if you're not stood in Japan, you can't listen to any of it. And yeah. I think they've changed that now. Yeah. But, like, that was the case for years, I believe. And that's when someone's like, well, I just illegally download my stuff for free. It's like, well, what you're doing really is you're not punishing the artist there because that's mm. how the companies justify these practices. It's but, like, it's, yeah. it is a system that, like, you know, it's a fucked up system. There's no real way to solve but, it besides fundamental it, shift. You know, it's one of those things as well um, that a lot of people, that moved from Spotify from like moved to Spotify from mm-hmm. 
you know, listening on an iPod or buying albums or whatever, they weren't buying any songs. No, but it's always the thing, isn't it? People say, why? Well, I, I, it combated a lot of piracy, yeah, for people, sure. And that's what people always say, isn't it? Like, this is why people pirate. And the people who say that don't fucking pay for anything anyway. Mm-hmm. I've never met a person who justifies their piracy who actually bought things. Because that's like, when's the last DVD you bought? Because, well, I don't buy DVD, yeah. I download them all for free. Yeah. And it's um, like, cool. I, so. I went from, oh, well, I can't afford to pay for a bunch of music, but I want to listen to music. So guess what? As a kid, I was all over fucking LimeWire and all that shit, yeah. downloading thousands of songs to put on my iPod and didn't pay a penny for any of it. And then when Spotify comes along, it's like, well, I can listen to it all for free without the fuss of downloading it all and cataloging it all myself. And then that means, I guess, like they are earning some money through advertisement. Yeah. And then eventually I became a paid subscriber and have been for like fucking 10 years or something. And it's like, well... Surely every person giving a small amount of money to an artist is still better than like me never putting any money yeah. into the ecosystem anyway. Which itself was better than the predatory. It's that thing of like the, the system we had before where it's like you listen to what we listen to, says record companies too. Mm-hmm. Now it's on Spotify and hopefully it continues to get better because like more and more people are becoming more socially aware and they're becoming more aware of these issues, especially now that uh, there's no such thing as like this weird overruling like creator class like like art, you still get your mega artists like your Taylor Swifts, your Tom Cruises, and stuff. But like, thanks to YouTube and TikTok and all these, like you know, just basically removing that wall, mm-hmm. so people can see that artists are people, and yeah. there's like a closer connection to them. Like you know, that like, ba- the barrier to entry, social relationships, yeah, yeah. But the barrier to entry into this world has been lowered, and as a result, the ability to earn money from it is being shifted. And also, I think. Um... You know, we've dunked on her a little bit in this podcast, but like the things that Taylor Swift is doing, and you know, no, obviously, music, yeah, yeah. obviously doing the things that she's been able to do. Not mo- most artists are not successful and rich enough to be able to do it, but it raises she's awareness. Creating, yeah. She's creating a massive precedent. Yeah, it raises awareness as well of like when mm-hmm. people. Why is yeah. Taylor Swift re-releasing her music? She can't. She doesn't own the rights to it. Like, wait, Taylor Swift doesn't own the rights to the album called Taylor Swift? Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that fucked up? Yes, it is. Hmm, this is a system that should probably be changed. Exactly, yeah. And just um, newer artists are aware of that, and that's why you're getting like a lot more indie labels and people just self-publishing. It's like the thing that like authors, authors can self-publish, like content creators, like we can publish our stuff, but we don't need a service. Like obviously, we are on a podcast service, but... We're we are to... literally being listened to people by you know on Spotify right yeah. now. But we're able to produce and upload this stuff without a middleman that takes a cut. Mm-hmm. We technically, I guess, that's the thing. Spotify is a middleman, but it's not. We're not locked into a but predatory agreement like in artists of, in the past would be. Yeah, in terms of like you know, okay, well, yeah, you could put all your music, say, if you were an artist on YouTube, and then all of like the views on YouTube, uh, like your own. Mm-hmm. But then you're probably going to be way less successful than somebody who has their music on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. I'll still never forget that that when we had the old podcast, that guy who messaged you saying, "Hey, can you upload every podcast to Google Drive and let me download it?" <laughs> and just didn't see what it's like. That's going to take a lot of time and effort. And goes, "Why?" It's like it's almost as if I have to spend hours uploading. I'm paying for. 
enough Google Drive space to upload them all as well. Which is... And it's like, you want me to do all this and pay for Google Drive, like, extra space and stuff for your personal use only. Which is an unfortunate downside of having greater access to music, is that people Mm -hmm. now... I believe it's it's even mentioned in the download this song by... I think it's DJ Jared, I think it is. It's... Oh, okay. so it's, like, it's an old pop punk song now. it's years old now but you say one of the lines that always stuck out to me is music was a product now it is a service that's like mm-hmm. one of the lyrics in the song about like why you should download music of like record companies are like you know there's this zeitgeist shift but like because music is no longer a product it's a service and when access to a service gets um, uh, rescinded people tend to respond poorly like look at like when people go to McDonald's and the service is slow how like mm-hmm. how they feel entitled to speak to the people behind the counter because it is a service that has been denied to them. Same thing with like artists, isn't it? Of like we're content creators, we've had it all the time. Like, hey, I don't feel like streaming tonight. Like, no one's going to go to Tom Cruise and say like your movie's not playing in the theater and yell at Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. but they feel compelled to because now the barrier has been removed. A side effect is is that people feel they can they can air their grievances directly to the creator. Yeah, which is and, you know. That's part of being a person online and being yes. a creator, and that's the, you know, you we all have to find our own ways of dealing with it and our own limits of mm-hmm. like how much people can access us and stuff. And it's like you know we we literally do look at the comments on on these channels and stuff, for, mainly for moderation purposes. But I'll respond to a few every now and then and like make sure that you know we're trying to encourage yeah. a, a nice comment section and community. And it's like. But sometimes you just see people be like, we'll do this next. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's an aspect of is it, one of these. An interesting thing, like, yes, it is better in the sense that, like, you know, just it leads to a more egalitarian, like, you know, approach to, like, music and um, profit sharing. But then there's a, this inadvertent side effect is, well, now access to artists and creators is uh, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously the big downside to, the lack of payment of Spotify for consumers, at least, um, you know, talking about like being an avid listener is that now concerts and merchandise have skyrocketed in price. Well, that's partly to do with Ticketmaster because well, that, a, lot, a lot of it is because they've got that weird monopoly on the, the everything on the ticket services and stuff. Um, so part of it is due to Ticketmaster, but even before like that controversy came around, a lot of it was. Well, we're losing money because we're not getting album sales anymore. So what do we do? Well, every T-shirt's got to sell for forty quid now. Every well, that's th- yeah. ticket's got to be triple the price. But again, that kind of makes sense. I remember. Again, we'll use Taylor Swift as it's just she's a good example because she's like the biggest ass in the world. Yeah, like, she's literally the most famous person in the world right now and is a musician. Like it makes sense to talk. It was like about tickets it. to her show were going for like three, four thousand dollars. People like that's a crazy amount of money. And you think, well, her album streams got like a million streams in a day for example it's probably more than that like she gets millions and millions she has literally tens if not hundreds of millions of people who want to go watch on stage the biggest concert arenas on earth can only hold like 50 to 100,000 people Mm -hmm. she could literally do a sellout show every single night of the year for a year straight and wouldn't even like and every single Every it person would be could, like a dent in the armor. It would not now. People want to see her, yeah. and she physically could not do that. She can only be on tour, on stage for so long. It takes a toll on people, and she does, from the looks of it, do a lot. Like yeah. they look like high energy, you know, performances. 
with a shit ton of costume changes, loads of choreography. Mm-hmm. Like, it must take a massive toll on her doing it day in and out. And it's that thing of him, like, how much would you sell for a ticket to that? Like, and that's the thing of, like, if you've got one million people trying to, like, buy tickets for an event where there's 10,000, well, the price, yeah, it's, it's, um... it's like a bidding thing, isn't it? It's like, of course, it's going to go higher. And, like, you yeah. can't really blame her for putting the prices that high because... And- also, she's not putting the prices that high Ticketmaster yeah. are as well, and then people are scalping. And, and then you think about how yeah. much is her time worth. Like, she can literally go sit at home and just look at her phone, and her, just sitting there doing nothing probably earns her, like, $1,000 a minute. So her time oh, is probably can, worth that much money. She can, like, change the viewing numbers of NFL games by dating a guy in the NFL. I saw that, yeah. Have you seen that? Like, like <laughs> people are, like, blown up about the NFL because Taylor Swift was there. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, isn't it? Of um, it, it's and it's really hard to decide. Like, okay, on one hand, I do agree. Yeah, her time is worth a lot of money. She's very, very popular. Mm-hmm. But as someone who likes watching music shows, it's a bad precedent that you can charge this Again, much. In terms of being a consumer, yeah, it's that... one of the the big downsides to being like a, a person who likes to go to concerts. Is like it becomes like almost unfeasible to go to multiple concerts a year like i used to mm-hmm. and that's the problem isn't it like on one i well we always talk about stuff like this, so we can see it from the point of view of, of, of a consumer we can also see it from the point of view of a creator and it's really difficult like there probably is a middle ground there that's gonna please nobody yeah <laughs> and, right. and, then you, and then you think of the point of view of like well if i was like you know a taylor swift and it's like Someone just put some numbers in front of me. Because I don't imagine she's making this. She's probably just put a graph in front of her and say, if you do this, you'll make this yeah. much money. Or if you or you could do this and you'll make less. It's like, well, I'll do that one then. And, you know, I I do think, like, I respect her in that sense of, like, yes, I'm sure she has a bunch of people, like, showing her graphs and charts and going, just do this thing. But she is very proactive in terms of, you know, say, for example, like, actively talking against donald trump yeah so you and like you could not pay me enough money to be in the situation actually like, the thing is the poor amount of money you have to pay me would be how much she's worth yeah. can you imagine like just the level of just like self-control you have to have over it when you know literally everything you're going to do ever is going to be catalogued and commented upon mm-hmm. like she yeah. she went on the beach like she, like she can't even go out with a boyfriend there's no yeah, wonder she's yeah, dating like, a fucking NFL player. Like, she needs someone to get through the crowds. <laughs> just, just to fucking bog. carry her through. Imagine like, but, just... yeah, it's you know, I can't imagine like the pressures of living a life like that where you cannot exist anymore in public. Like, no, she but, can't. She but, she just can't be in public anymore. It's like just imagine not being able to go for a shit. <laughs> imagine if you're out in public and you just want to go for a shit, mm-hmm. and you can't do that. Now, I mean, to be fair, you could just like buy the limousine that you'd like getting carried around in and just shit in there. You probably it's could, like, yeah. Is, you've got enough money. Which is probably besides the point from Spotify. But yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting it is, it like, conversation. The fact that we're in like this weird, like transitionary period where like a lot of the power is being handed back to like the creators who make the content. Because for many years it was like you know these big companies in there, obviously very desperately trying to claw back and hold on to what they can, as evidenced by the fact massive artists literally cannot buy their own back catalogs back because they know that the instant they sell that they're never getting it back something like marvel isn't it of like why they had to buy fox they had to mm-hmm. buy fox to get the x-men back because they yep. knew why would we give you this back 
why would we ever give you this back? You cannot offer us enough money, so I will buy you then. Yeah. And, like, obviously, um, I guess, like, Sony, a, a bigger company than that, and, like... You're not buying Sony. Like, you maybe, are not maybe, buying fucking Sony. It's like, maybe they have the money to, but it doesn't look like Sony are in a position where they want to sell. Why would you? Why would you? Whereas Fox were, they were scrambling a little bit from the looks mm-hmm. of it, where, like... And they're just sitting there going, cool, we own Spider-Man. How much are you going to pay us? It's like, oh, sell us it back for a billion dollars. It's like, no. The movies make that. It makes way more sense for them to sit on the IP and ownership of Spider-Man and let it get rented out Mm -hmm. and partnerships being made as they make, like, more billion dollars on Morbius Which sucks, and I hate it. And And it's annoying, but that's the system that's in place. And it yep. sucks, and I hate it. And I'm, it's nice that I know the transition is happening. It's happening very slowly because the people who are going to not even lose money, just lose not lose all the money, just lose a little bit. They don't want to lose that little bit of money, and they're going to fight tooth and nail to stop it from happening. But and it's annoying as well because like Spotify was like a dent in that system, and then it got bought. I'm presuming you can look at it, it's like is Spotify solely owned anymore, or is it? A com- I bet it's part of another company. I'm sure it's been someone must like have bought Spotify. Times. Um, Unless it got big enough, quick enough, where they couldn't get bought out. Because I think there's only there's only a couple of handfuls of examples I can think of. It's of, a public business. It's publicly um, traded. And currently, uh, Daniel Eck and Martin Lawrenson are the C- chairman and CEO and the treasurer. So it looks like still owned the, by the same guys. The creators are still owning it. It's just a publicly traded massive company. Yeah, because the only other company I can think of like that is like Valve. Mm. where like Valve is like 100% independently owned by Gabe Newell and he's worth so much just sitting on like a fucking throne of steam like you are never and that's the thing people keep saying what should like Epic buy Valve it's like well they they could but why the fuck would you ever sell it you've got a complete and total monopoly and don't have to deal with shareholders telling you what to do it's just Gabe Newell getting 30% of every sale as he just like sits Sits on his money and like just retires happily, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, it's, it's one of those rare examples of someone who just like, okay, I'm like, cause that's the thing. If you only have to look at like the like epic and stuff like that, like how much, like how shitty, like insidious stuff is behind the scenes. Whereas like Valve's mm-hmm. been, well, we take a cut and we house the store for you. Done. I'm sure just, there's a lot of random probably, shit yeah. we don't know about going on behind, but it's the fact that. It's just like, one guy, yeah. Gabe Newell, uh, for the past 20 years, has basically just, like, disappeared off the face of the planet other than, like, popping up, you know, every now and then. But, because like, he doesn't have shareholders he's basically to keep happy. Just, he's walked away and gone, cool, I've got enough money to live for the rest of my life and just be quiet on my own. Yep, I never have to listen to shareholders. I don't have, like, the enshittification of um, Valve has very fortunately not happened yet, whereas, like, almost every other company has. And it mm-hmm. sucks because it, it happened to so many good services. Like, Netflix was a great idea. It was perfect. And they had to fucking ruin it. Because they, I mean, to, they wanted more money than what they had. Netflix has always been imperfect in the sense that they've been making a loss the entire time. But so the like, idea, the idea was the idea so good. It. Mm-hmm. it was such a good idea. It's like, just, you pay us $7 a month, gain access to this massive library of old movies that no one gives a shit about anymore that we bought the rights to. But now companies have realized that old content has value, so they're scraping it all back. That's 15 fucking streaming services that all have their own thing. And, oh... And anyway, we've yeah. talked for a long time about all this. And yeah. It, I guess, like, 
I'll um, put a tweet out of like a couple of my highlights of my Spotify rap so that I can put it in the description if people are curious about mine. Yeah. But Carl, unfortunately, does not have one. That's annoying. The thing is, though, I'm so mad because that girl was really fit as well. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> she just don't match with me when I said I don't have Spotify. I went, fair enough. If, that, if that's like... If that's the line people are going to draw, that's not the person you want to be going I guess it's with. one of those things of like, it was a, a point to talk about. It's like, oh, do you like yeah. music? Yeah, I like music. Do you have Spotify? Now we got rid of it. Well, you don't like music that much. It's like just as like, but you can you can listen to my YouTube premium if you want. It's like a conversation. <laughs> Mate, I have never no. shared my YouTube playlist because it's so messed up. So I was like, all the research that I do, like, I keep getting um uh, like oh um uh, suggested videos, scenes from The Incredibles. Like, no, I was editing a video on The Incredibles, <laughs> but because it's on the same account where I've now got all my music coming up, yeah. like randomly, like if it goes, oh, suggested on your music playlist, just like a clip from The Incredibles. It's Paul, like, no. I've got a great, great suggestion for you. Make a new account. Like getting clips for edits. Make a new no, account. No, no, not just go to your watch history and press pause watch history. Okay, that's a good idea. Speaking of which, yeah. I need to pop to the Speaking bathroom of, dead quick. Yeah. So should we take a break now, Pots Buff, and I'll come back in with mine? Yeah, we will okay. do that, and we'll take a quick break. I guess uh, just before we continue with mine, I'm going to give some people some pro advice out there, because I do genuinely Spotify is a good service. I just got frustrated with... I'm that thing about, I can afford Spotify, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, like all the streaming services that I need, but just out of principle, and because I can't watch that much content, I always that thing about, I have two streaming services at any one time. And I'll flip between, like, I've got Disney Plus and Prime at the moment, because Prime for Christmas. And then in the new year, I'll probably get rid of, like, Disney Plus and go get Crunchyroll again, so I can, like, yeah, catch watch up. watch fucking Attack on Titan. So I can watch Attack on Titan. And then at I'll... least that, I, I know what, asking you to watch 1,100 episodes of One Piece yeah. is a lot. Just go watch Attack on Titan. My so plan is to wait till My Hero Academia comes out so I can watch all of it in one go. It's just that thing of, like, being proactive with, like, yeah, it's... And people always say, well, fuck it, it's £10 a month, but... It's pe- frugal. It's being yeah. frugal. Pennies make pounds. And one of the things I've always been keen to do is, you know, save money where I can. Like, you know, just £10 here, £10 there. It all adds up. And I, I never want to be the kind of person... Who says, that, fuck it, it's only a tenner. Yeah. But, but those tenors add up to... Well, fuck it, it's actually only like 100 quid a month that I'm spending without needing it. Yeah, and especially, like, like, given my background, that just doesn't... I don't like that. And just advice for yeah. anyone out there... Um, there are many, many ways to get cheap Spotify. For years, I paid £1 per year for Spotify. So if you're a student, they do Spotify student. If you are a student in the UK specifically, and maybe in the US as well, but as a student, you get a lot of stuff. That includes you can get Spotify, oh, okay. you can get Adobe, mm-hmm. you can get like um, a discount card, the NUS card that lets you get free shit from McDonald's. Like Use all of that. Take advantage of it. If you are in NHS, get your blue card, which is like 5% off everything in the UK. Use it. It's like, um, as well, like, just utilizing, like, family, quote-unquote, family packages for stream. Like, I would not pay for Disney Plus most of the time. I'd probably buy it in and out. Yeah, and here's but a pro tip. me and my family share an account between, like, six of us. Yeah, and here's a pro and... tip. You don't need to be family members. You could be friends. No. You've got roommates, and you want to put, like, you know, 20 quid into a pot each and get, like, you know, Disney Plus and Spotify for a year between you all. Like, that's the thing is, between, I do it with both, like, Disney Plus and with my Nintendo Online Plus expansion pack, and it's like, I pay, like, eight quid a year for both of those things because I split it across a bunch of different people. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, same thing we talked years ago, like, Xbox Live, where Xbox Live had the deal of upgrade to Xbox Live Ultimate for a pound. 
Right, they, it, they, 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 they've gotten rid of that one. They have, unfortunately. unfortunately. But, but is that yeah. thing? Just always be on the lookout. People out were for stacking it. like three years worth of Xbox Live and then upgrading it all for a pound to so save I did. Like hundreds of quid. Same thing I did with Spotify. And here's the thing I did is I had a free premium account as a student for four years for a pound. And what I'd do is before I made my new account, I would just make a playlist of all my favorite songs, make it public, and then the first thing I do in my new account is follow and download that playlist. <laughs> and then I get the same playlist, all the songs that I like on that playlist. So you just make all your playlists public, make a new account with a new email address, pay the pound for another year of being a student. Same thing like banks, switch between banks and like, oh yeah, like new customers get 0% interest rate on all this stuff. Jump between accounts. Mm-hmm. It's in your best interest. Like no company is ever going to reward your loyalty. Only, Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, most companies reward new customers rather than loyal customers. Like the way it should be is if you've had Spotify for 10 years, they should give it for a pound. Like Every mm. year you get Spotify, the price should go down by a quid. Like if they did that, I would not have deleted my account. And you'd never take breaks in your subscription. You wouldn't, no. And, like, I don't want, and presumably there is like a guy with a graph somewhere who says it's, cause it's the initiation of the internet. They need endless growth. It's not about retaining customers is always about getting new ones and you know speaking of making the most of your money if you have amazon prime that means that you could go to either me or carl yep. on twitch and go every month give us an amazon prime subscription yes. and that's like making the most of your uh nice amazon prime money that you're giving away i was thinking just before recording this i was setting up my um uh, my stream alerts because like mm-hmm. last week someone just came in and dropped like 20 subs but we've got my stream alerts, people that I stream every week on Friday when we're recording this, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And all of my stream alerts are voice lines from the game. But when someone dropped like 20 subs in one go, it played the same voice line 20 times. And that doesn't sound very good. So I've just gone down and put in like 15 new voice lines for like everything that can happen. Speaking of voice lines, people may be able to hear my dogs providing many voice lines in the back. Who are emotes on your stream, right? They are indeed. Like I have a, you know some just like free viewer rewards in terms of like if you just watch long enough you get to just ask Stop. for me to play gifts of my dogs is k's going loud because i can hear him that's when you know yeah. when you can hear cage you know he's getting good <laughs> like he's going through the voice suppressor on discord mm-hmm. so apologies for that picking up on the uh the audio yeah and it's just a pro tip for any like you know burgeoning creators out there if you get amazon prime you can subscribe to yourself <laughs> which is what Lucas does, and it means your Prime subscription, because I think every Prime subscription is like two, three quid on Twitch. So, right. um, yeah, it's like I pay like £8 a month for Amazon Prime, but then when I gift myself a sub on Amazon yeah. Prime via Prime Gaming, that gives me £2.50 a month back. CK degrees. So technically, I'm saving £2.50 every month by just being on Twitch. And they're just those things like, you know, just be... There's not, it's not against the rules, so you know, get that back. Like Amazon is never going to reward your loyalty, so why would you be loyal to them? It just means, like you know, I, I provide myself a voucher every month for money off my own Prime. Yeah. I am still I, now. I, I think is I never thought of that until I said it five minutes ago. I'm so annoyed that companies don't do discounts the longer you subscribe. Oh yeah, yeah that would be a good great idea. idea. When you said it, I was like, yeah. How good I'm... an idea would that be? Of like, oh hey, you've been on like, you know, your Spotify Wrapped, and they said, hey, you've been on Spotify Wrapped for a year. Would you like to now sign a year for another year of Spotify? As you've already been on for a year, you get twenty percent off. And mm-hmm. if you sign, if you stay on for another year, it'll be thirty percent off. That'd be such a good way to keep people in the ecosystem. And I'm now annoyed that but, that's not a thing. That'd be so got... good. 
if you specifically did it as well where like you've got to keep it at all times you can't take a break like if you if you you know yeah, lapse me. your subscription at any point you reset your rank it's like that thing I'm of like sorry. yeah the reason i got rid of it is because i'm just gonna wait till next year when they do the thing of like hey it's christmas get new people in i'll make a new account like i always do i'll get the free three months i'll follow my old account download all the music again Listen to that, and then when I'm about to quit that three-month account, they'll say, hey, do you want to stay? We'll give you a year for a tenner. Perfect. Are you? A, so are you a, have, I'll go contact my sister and use her student number. I must have gotten, like, years' worth of free Apple TV at this point from just them being like, oh, you bought this product, here's six months' worth of Apple TV. Uh, and I'm like, every okay, time. Cool. Yep. Anyway, Carl, yeah. you've brought a wiki, not just money saving so, advice. Speaking of right? Netflix, Lucas, we'd stay. I thought we'd cover Squid Game. We're not Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game, oh, the no. challenge. And I, I, I will, you know, straight away just say I have not watched it, and I don't plan on because like fuck Netflix they did for not this. Take the learnings of the actual show, fuck them. But I did see that it's like, oh, did you know that like red light, green light? The reason that people are acting real weird in it is because like it actually took eight hours to record in like four degrees weather or something. It took nine hours. Yeah. So Lucas, just as just. The most basic way you can... What is the original Squid Game TV show largely considered to be a critique of? Like, there's obviously there's more nuance to it, but what is it largely intended to be a critique of? Essentially, rich abusing the poor. Yeah, capitalism. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, did you see that amazing interview with someone from Netflix? And they were saying, like, so the Squid Game TV show is largely a critique on capitalism and, um, like, you know, the exploitation of, like, you know, the poorer classes by those in power. Um, how do you square that in your mind with making a TV show that literally does that? And the guy's like, well, I don't think that was the real message of Squid Game. I think the, one of the, re- the, the key thrusts of a narrative is that people are competitive. And that's what we're like um, uh, showcasing with the TV show. Yeah, do you know why they were competitive? Because they show? were poor and being exploited. They were poor and fighting for money to get rid of all the fucking debt they were in so they could live their lives and not be killed. And I think, because I keep bringing up like um, all bad TV shows on this podcast, and one thing I have mentioned is that I really don't like the idea of quiz shows and game shows and reality TV shows having a big cash prize. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that because it becomes exploitative at that point where you're not getting people who are taking part for fun. People are taking part because they need to. It's like Squid Game, isn't it? Like no one in the original Squid Game TV show. survival. And it's the same thing of like, you know, the, like we talked about the biggest loser. Where like, it, it can't just be a show about people who are unhealthily overweight trying to lose weight. They have to gamify it. And as a result, it results in very unhealthy things. And like, you know, people literally putting their life on the line to... Like, you know, potentially get a piece of, um, uh, you know, the prize pool. Yeah, and um, I want to, you know, anyone that watched Squid Game, it's like, it's a lot of money, but how much is like 45.6 billion won? And for us over in the UK, it translates to about 28.2 million pounds. So, like, when you hear billion yeah. in Squid Game, it is like, it's a hefty amount of money. It's a life-changing amount of money. It's not that you'll become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's that you'll have enough money to, like, if you now live sensibly, live for the rest of your life. Yeah, but you know, Squid Game, the challenge, is a 10-episode British reality competition. That's what annoys me. Set in Britain, because our tax rules are a bit um, uh, looser. Even though it's, like, a sense, uh, essentially, like, a load of people from 
pretty much any English-speaking country all brought together, right? Uh, well, we can get to that, Lucas, because uh, there's a lot of people on this show who probably shouldn't be on the show. So, uh, it's based on Squid Game, the South Korean drama. The show features 456 players competing for a prize of $4.56 million. And there you can tell. So it's filmed in Britain. It's a British TV show, but it's an American prize film made by an American production company um, funded by Netflix, an American company. The Netflix original was produced as a collaboration between independent television companies, Studio Lambert, The Garden, with Studio Lambert leading physical production in the UK. Within three days of its release, it became the number one show on Netflix in 76 countries. And I think there was like a great quote, something from like Disco Elysium, like a video game of all things. That's like, uh, never underestimate the capabilities of capitalism to, you know, just like you know, drain profit from anything, including criticisms of itself. So even a criticism, like the most nakedly transparent criticism of the capitalist system, has been commodified as a tool for capitalism. Yeah, and you know, you you say like, um, oh, it's from a video game. Like, never forget one of the most like poignant lines in modern history yeah. is like. Um, from Final the, Fantasy Tactics, I know exactly what you're like going to say. Final Fantasy yep. Tactics of like, if uh, the punishment for a crime is a fine, then it's just a punish. It's just a crime for poor people, yeah, and not for rich people, yeah. And um, that's like butchering it, but that's the yeah. Religious I, thing. I think the quote is something like a more truncated version is: if the punishment for a crime is a fine, that fine that crime only exists for the poorer classes, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, speaking of which, uh, just. Do you care about the games? Here's the thing. This Netflix or this Wikipedia article literally has all one, 456 people's names on it, which makes me feel like it was written by someone for the show. I mean, maybe, yeah. And, like, yeah, it's just... It's one of those things. I've not watched it. I don't plan on... I don't care. Fuck that show. But, like, I've I've heard people talk about it on a podcast and, like, they were saying that the first two games are, like the red light green light and then the um like a slightly different version of like the one where you get the, the cookie one yeah pattern out of the honey crisp mm-hmm. but then after that they like change tact and go for new games so i think at this point they should just like run a fucking thresher over them when they're on the field it wouldn't be any different so production in june 2022 it was announced that netflix had given the production a series order and applicants or applications for the series i should say open in june 2022 so the same month with an announcement video on YouTube, Netflix sought contestants from around the world but mandated that they must be English-speaking. And here's the thing as well, because um, have you seen that? It's not just random people competing. Okay. Like, so, John, like, in the show Squid Game, as the series goes on, it becomes abundantly clear that the people behind the scenes making the eponymous Squid Game never really mm-hmm. plan for a lot of the people involved to have a chance, Right. Yeah, yeah. But that, a key theme is like the further you go into it, the more you realize. Like the first game, red light, green light. Oh, any theoretically, anyone could have made it through that. Yeah, it's very theory, difficult yeah. to, but theoretically, everyone involved could have made it through that. Second, same for like the honeycomb game. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, every single person taking part in that could have made it through without dying. There, Again, there was a in chance theory. in theory. And I think is it marble game next, or was it the tug of war? Uh, well, it's Tug of War uh, next, yes? It would have been Tug of War, I guess. Like, there might have been even a game in between then. But either way, like, then it moves on to stuff like Tug of War and Marble, where the Tug of War, by definition, 50% of the people can't make it through. 
Same with the marbles. Same yeah. with the marbles. Like it is literally impossible for half of the people involved to possibly make it through. Like it is mm. fundamentally impossible for like that many people to get through. And the- when we discussed it, I thought that's a really genius. Like again, it's a criticism of capitalism. Of initially, when like you know the people in charge say, "Well, anyone can make it to the top. All you have to do is try really hard. If you don't try hard enough, that's why you failed." And that's like red light, green light of like. You just didn't follow the rules closely enough. You didn't try hard enough. So we're like the the honeycomb game. You didn't concentrate enough. Like you could have done it if you just took your time and concentrated. Mm-hmm. But then the deeper into the belly of the beast you get, the more obvious it is that it's completely like you know the entire system is like you know weighed against you, and they've got their thumb on the scale of like okay, now fifty percent of you have to die. The only way to succeed, the only way to get further up into this game, is for people to like to step on the people below you. That is the only yeah, way to do it. There's at least two games that do that, which mean at, at very least only 25%, or at very most only 25% of people could get through, in theory, to like other games. Yeah, and one of the... Fa- um, the and what's what I'm, why I'm talking about this is because it has since emerged in a couple of exposés, including a very good one by Rolling Stone. I recommend people go look up, which is mm-hmm. interviews with like people behind the scenes and the production who've like signed NDA, so it's like... We're not telling you who we are, but we worked on the show. Mm-hmm. That um, Netflix, uh, like uh, allegedly, although I'm just going to say they probably did, have already decided who's going to make it through. Because there were people on the show who's like, well, my, I checked my microphone and it had no batteries in it. Oh. Which means that I'm not mic'd up properly. But Joe, you know who is mic'd up? Influencers and TikTok stars. People mm. who've been pre-decided by productions go through and the reports of like people who are like, you know, these TikTok stars, these influencers failing or losing and then getting put back into the game. Yeah. I'm, Which it's inadvertently perfectly mirrors the point of the show of like you think you have a chance, but it's already been pre-decided that you're going to fail. Yeah. And they probably it's didn't quite- intend that, but that's so deliciously ironic to me. It's quite funny, because um, that just reminds me of, like, I recently just decided to watch, like, the new version of Takeshi's Castle with, um... T- I will Takeshi's say, Castle I was fairer, because at least then you knew you were being fucked over. Mm, is, the well, new, is the newer one, like, really bad? So, um, I will say, to cap it off, to start, like, just the English commentary is terrible, and I don't want to watch Takeshi's Castle because of it. Is that the one with Ramesh? It, it, it's like they're getting told, like, it getting fucking held at gunpoint to make commentary for that show. Who'd, like, the thing you'd is, think they weren't getting paid. You, but Takeshi's Castle's so fun. Not to them, it's not. But why didn't they just not get Harry Hill? Get him to do it. <laughs> he fucking loves like him. Uh, like you've they been just see they're complaining that they're watching Takeshi's Castle for the entire thing. Oh, so annoyed. But anyway. As someone who's been paid to sit in a, like, a nice warm room talking to a mic, it sucks. I hate it. It's the worst job ever. It fucking pissed me off so much. But yeah, so they did Stepping Stones. And Stepping Stones is a no, class, no, classic for Takeshi's Castle. The Shin Annihilator. The, the, the Shin, Shin Destroyer. <laughs> and get, guess how many people out of like the 70-something that made it through the first round, guess how many got through No one, No one Stones. ever makes it through Stepping Stones. Carl, zero people. Good. 
Zero people made it through stepping stones to the point where every single round is basically nobody makes it through and the people we've decided look interesting on camera get given a a, a, a pass. Yeah, and that's the thing of like... And we've decided 20 people made it through step, stepping stones because they were amusing. Like Takeshi's Castle always had elements of that and I like that they fucked you over Which... in both ways where sometimes like... And that's one of the beautiful things. Like Takeshi's Castle is a great example where no one was taking part in Takeshi's Castle because they needed to. It was because it was this mm-hmm. cultural phenomenon, this mainstay that they just wanted to take part in. Someone turned up in a giant mask yeah, outfit just like, for the fun of it. It's like, like Ninja Warrior in Japan, or like Sasuke, as it's called over there. Nope. Right. And I hate the American version because they have to say it's like you win a million dollars. It's like it was never oh. about that. It was just about can you do it? Can you become the Ninja Warrior? And I love that you had Count Takeshi um, uh, would help you. Or hinder mm. you, depending on what mood he was in. And you're like, do you know the guys who would like hide in the um, uh, like the maze and stuff? Yeah. Like, sometimes you'd have like you know like this five this five foot tall, eighty five pound Japanese lady go through and scream, and the mascots would feel bad and just push her to the exit. Yeah, but other times you'd get them where they just grab her and like run away with her yeah. and throw her into the water. And it's like you know it's not fair, but the unfairness was part of the charm of it's on the whims of the people on the day. And you mm-hmm. always knew that it was unfair, and that was part of the charm. Whereas this just feels more insidious of like we're just not going to let you go through. Yeah, and you can feel like the Netflix grubby hands all over it of like, well, you know, as you say, these influencers, these people who are better on camera and stuff, they're the ones that we're going to highlight and keep going. And all I think for me is like stuff like X Factor and America's Got Talent and all that stuff. Like, I and I hate that reality ca- TV in general. And yeah. I hate that kind of reality TV. Like, that's why I love stuff like um, uh, like Great British Bake Off, where it's the taking part that counts. So like, you know, old quiz shows and stuff. You had like Bullseye, where the grand prize was like a fucking caravan or a or microwave. Like, um, you've brought. <laughs> many time uh, countdown before of just like you win, a, you win is a fucking teapot yeah it's like it's about the uh, the prestige of winning and taking part on this cultural institution and I think Takeshi's Castle always had that thing for me of like no one ever thought they were going to win Takeshi's Castle it's about being on Takeshi's Castle uh- like you get to the final and you got this tiny little water water pistol like and uh, eventually it became like the the like um, laser tag type gun, yeah. right? Where they could probably just be like, "No, nah, you didn't hit us anyway." And it's like, ugh, yeah, you you're not. And I, I think there is like a tiny list of people that eight people. Yeah. Castle. So I always talk about the episode, and I don't care. It might be a false memory, but never correct me on it. Where I saw someone <laughs> win and they won fourteen speedboats. Because just every week the prize carries over and it's got fourteen speedboats for winning. I don't care but if yeah. that's not accurate. In my head, it, it, I remember it might seeing be someone win. It. Bullshit, but I love the fact that like just as a you little kid, I, this I, away. yeah, I remember seeing someone win it. I remember the episode where someone won. I remember the next episode was the contestants had to defend the castle from Count Takeshi <laughs> and Count Takeshi, but Count Takeshi would cheat, and when his men fell off, he'd mm-hmm. pull them out of the water and push them back in. <laughs> the thing is, that was like, that felt fun. It's just like people there; they know why they're there. Mm-hmm. But like this Netflix one, like this Squid Game thing, is like it's not that. So, for example, filming it filmed in the UK. Reports emerge that ambulances have been called to treat real life injuries sustained while filming the show. Several players claimed in an interview that red light and green light had actually lasted between seven and nine hours, with players being asked to hold poses for up to thirty minutes. And that's as they flew drones around to get pickup shots and stuff. And they even had like some of these influencers and TikTok stars would fall over. Producers would go up and help them stand back up. 
because I, 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 I saw one person talking about it on TikTok. Again, I've not seen any of this show and they weren't using clips. But it was like, oh, people were like, apparently making fun of someone for like squatting down and then like Falling not over being here. able to squat for any longer. And they've been squatting for and half an like, hour. Oh, but actually she was squatting for half an hour, not 30 seconds. And here's the thing as well. Like that is literally a form of torture. Mm. That is known as what's called a stress position. And being forced to crouch down, like anyone who's just trying to do like a plank will know that being forced to hold a plank for like 30 seconds or more really hurts. Now imagine being forced to do that for half an hour. Yep. But yeah, we have. And it's like, and then obviously they frame it in a way where, oh no, they were just stood still for a minute. Not to mention as well, it was also filmed in like British um, uh, like weather, but it was really cold. And they reportedly took away people's like hand warmers and thermals so they could like not cover up the jumpsuits that they were wearing. Yeah. And people were like, getting like people were like running around with their hands in the jumpsuit the entire time and people were like, Well that looks a bit odd. Like if this was just like a two minute game or a ten minute game or whatever, why is everyone so cold? Yeah. And then what gets me as well is they do the thing of for fun, they put squibs on everybody so they get shot and pretend to die. And it, and it's just that thing of like we we now having TV shows where people pretend to get shot for our amusement. It's it's it, it's one step further to like the actual future where something like Skid Game, Squid Game, or like Running Man or something would exist. Thing is though, you look at it. It's it's Black Mirror. It's an ep- and that's the thing. like yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, have you ever seen that like the the now legendary tweet of like um, sci-fi author? I created the Torment Nexus as a cautionary tale about the perils of technology. And he's like tech bros ten years down the line. Ah, oh, we finally created the Torment Nexus from the great sci-fi <laughs> novel. Do not create the Torment Nexus. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? It's like the Squid Game show. Wouldn't it be fucked off if people did this? And they're like, wow, yeah. that looks great. This isn't a shit ton of money. Let's do that. And then critical response. The show has received a mixed reception from both critics and audiences. On Rotten Tomatoes, the series has an approval rating of 44% based on 39 reviews. Um, Ryan Smith wrote in Newsweek, Netflix's new spin-off of the thrilling Korean drama not only succeeds, but triumphs in bringing to screens one of the most compelling TV competitions of the decade. Like, at what point does Ryan Smith just want to like watch Bloodsport? Does he mm-hmm. watch The Hunger Games and wank himself off when the kids start killing each other? All I'll say is as much as there is still like um, some reality TV show bullshit going on clearly behind the scenes... Um, go watch Physical 100 instead. Just go watch Ninja Warrior. And well, don't, no, I'm don't specifically watch... talking about, like, you know, a Netflix show that you can go watch oh, yeah. right now that's better than, like, the Squid Game, the challenge or yeah. whatever. Go watch Physical 100 if you just want to watch, like, 100 people in Korea throw each other about for fun. Mm-hmm. And I say, it's great. Or just go watch Ninja Warrior. Because I think Ninja Warrior is, like, the pinnacle of this sort of thing of just people compete for the prestige of winning. You get a prize, but no one's taking part because they need to feed their wife and kids. They're taking part because I want to be a Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior is just like annoyingly hard to access over at least the UK television. And the American version fucking sucks because it's always like, oh yeah, I'm doing this for my family. It's like, your family doesn't care if you can climb up a wall really fast. It's like, just say, I want to be a Ninja Warrior and go, so I still remember, like, I think Ninja Warrior is the best, though, because it's just, it highlights what strength is. And, like, you always get, like, I'm a firefighter and, like, some huge buff dude. And, like, he'll go through and it's, okay, now pull your entire body weight up this thing. And he's like, and he falls over. 
And it's all because I'm a gymnast. Mm-hmm. I um, I remember like oh again, it's not as good a version, but I do like that type of Ninja Warrior esque TV show. Uh, I watched a lot of that Ultimate Beastmaster. Yeah, and it's like it's almost always dominated by fucking rock climbers because they get such an all-round amount of exercise. Yeah, I had some friends over the other day, and they do rock climbing, and they were just doing pull-ups on my door frame. Yeah. And I'm just looking at that and going, like, that, that's what strength is. But anyway, so other reviews. Nicholas Qua said, not only does Squid Game the challenge qualify as damn good reality TV, there's nothing better on reality TV than watching people cry because the money that I paid for their mother's cancer treatment has been lost. The game show uses language of modern reality television to realise in its own strange way the themes of Don Hyuk's parable of capitalism grinding human beings into dust. Squid Game, the challenge, they concluded, isn't just a good reality TV show. It's a morally righteous one. Watching people what? scramble for the scraps that Netflix deems them worthy of um, uh, fighting for is a morally righteous TV show. Like, I... I thought a lot of these reviews would be like, oh yeah, well, you know what? Put things aside of like the mixed messages and stuff and not understanding them. It's just the cruel. TV show. It's, it's, it's cruel. fun to watch or whatever. But like, I, I'm not saying it's fun to watch. I thought that's what yeah. reviewers might say. They but do, like, they, the they, fact they, that someone's saying that it's morally righteous. Yeah, they try. You think they'd do, they'd do that thing of like, okay, ignoring the obvious, like, insult to the original creator's vision. And fun fact, the original creator's got no fucking money for this because Netflix yeah, bought the rights to him and he got fucked. He gets no money from the Netflix streamer. I think he got $100,000. For the second season, though, he managed to, like, go in what you said. He got fucked when he first signed over the rights. And now for season two, he's getting so much more money. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you think they'd do that and you think they'd try and, like, pussyfoot around the idea well, that... It's an insult to the message of the original show. It's kind of as well when we talk about like something like The Biggest Loser, where it's like, look, I understand that it's like it's a horrible thing to do to like the contestants, but in terms of like some bad trashy television, it can be a fun watch. And here's the thing, and like you've got to put that like dissonance aside and kind of you know, okay, well, I'll watch it with kind of like a bit of a bad feeling and these people are like, no, it's morally righteous. Not to mention as well, that show was airing like 10 years ago. So it's like, you know, the the context of 10 years ago, you know, it was okay to treat people like that on television. Like, whereas now we've become more culturally aware of the fact that, you know, reality TV is very exploitative and you'd hope we'd move past it. And it's like, no, we're just just thinking of ways to make it shittier. The enshittification, if you will. So, for The Telegraph, Jasper Reese said, the reality TV show loses none of the tension or intrigue of the original. Um, I am agog to discover how ruthless the last dollar-driven survivors can be. So, I guess it's like at least they're acknowledging that, yeah, the people in it are kind of fucked up. It's like, it's almost like they're competing for a life-changing amount of money and, and the TV show, the people making the show, deliberately choose people who would be the most, like, you know, drama- driven by picking people who are you know really really desperate for the money and um i will ask as well have you seen this show which one did you like go and watch through the squid game the challenge or whatever no i um, I, no, I, I, I categorically refused to watch i saw one clip and it's a guy crying and then i yeah. saw like the the context of well he had to pick the shape for his entire team and he's crying because basically he just lost his entire teammate like basically everyone on his team just got disqualified and right. people on his team are like, oh, why are you competing? My mum's got cancer. And that's the thing. Yeah. I, don't, like, that I don't find that to be a compelling TV show. 
Do you know what I'd like? No. Someone just goes on like, I thought it'd be fun. No, you I... like total wipeout where people just get fucking annihilated by like the cones? <laughs> it's like, why are you doing it? It's like, it looked like a laugh. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask that like, if you had seen it, is there the moment where they give everyone like knives and turn the lights off? No. <laughs> just like, no, no. Because like there is that point in the, the thing where they just encourage everyone to murder each other in the dark, right? right. And it's also worth pointing out as well that no one involved got paid. And you might be thinking, well, why would they get paid? Um, it is virtually like universal in almost every reality TV show that people get what is known as a per diem, a per day. It's, it's not a reality TV show; it's a game show. But even on game shows, people still get paid for their time. Like, say for example, if you want to be on like The Price Is Right, you, if you don't win, they still pay for you to come to a studio. They'll put you up in a hotel. Sometimes they'll give you right. a couple hundred dollars, like you'll buy food, go to the store, buy yourself like you know some nice new clothes for the day, and then we'll mm-hmm. give you a taxi back to the airport. Right. Yeah. This show, yeah, they don't get paid for like appearing on the show, but your time necessarily, but like. You are compensated in other ways. Yeah, you're compensated for the time it took you to be on the show, but you don't win the prize. They've not compensated people for this, and people had to pay their own way. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so they couldn't even do that. And so, so all those people they've flown over from other countries and stuff, they didn't fly them over. Some of the ones that the TikTok stars have, yeah. But oh, some yeah, of the other yeah. people, it's just like they're asking, like, um, uh, oh, do I get like food today? It's like, no, there's food at the hotel, buy some. And people, and there's obviously, there's people going, well, of course, yeah, you didn't win. It's like, it is near universally the case where in every other production of every other TV show. Like, Jack, Jackass people... pays the fucking people who appear in it, like, a per diem. Like, they give yeah, people money would... for being on the show. You would assume that people are at least being put up while they are appearing on the show. Yeah, and, and having their food and enough to stuff go paid for, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, Chase Hutchinson for Collider said, I found it to be shameless and opportunistic and concluded if the corrupt force of capitalism should be made into a shambling corpse of television, it would look a lot like Squid Game The Challenge. So that's like the only negative, overtly negative review on this entire um, uh, wiki page. Yeah, and I, I, like that thing is part of me, you know, that monkey brain thing of like, well, I want to see how ridiculous it gets and how bad it gets in terms of, like, how much do they obfuscate how badly they're treating people and stuff. But I don't want to give the view. I don't want to encourage Netflix Here's the thing, to think that I they, want to watch it. And they could get away with it if the people on the show were people of means. Like, not necessarily, like, you know, rich people. Just, it's not... Like, do you know when they do, like, the talking head section, like, why are you competing? And they always have to have, like, the sob story of, like, you know... So like, yeah, I wouldn't care as much if it was like, well, mummy and daddy thought it would be fun to pay for me to come over and do this challenge. Or even if it's just like, you know, regular people off the street. If like they said like, what do you do for a living? It's like, I don't know, I work in like a bank. It'd be fun. Like it's just because obviously that's not very dramaful. They need to have that right. thing of like, well, this person is literally competing for like, you know, their child's health care or something like that. Or mm-hmm. a, a life-changing amount of money to drag themselves out of poverty. That is yeah. very compelling TV watching. But then you just feel bad when they lose. Like, and then you actually see. No, I, I would really like it if it was like them knowing exactly what they're doing, and they only got like actually rich people involved, and they just like tortured rich people yeah. for the sake of all well, amusement. It, that would be a, a an interesting way to like maybe get around the criticism of like you didn't understand what Squid Game was about. Yeah, well, I like that idea of like let's do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but for billionaires, so it's a threat. <laughs> like that one or like the, the concept Lucas are you familiar we use a lot of like um, internet terms but are you familiar with the concepts of the orphan crushing machine 
No. So I'm just going to like... So the orphan crushing machine is a term used to describe like um, uh, when a television, not television, just a moment is portrayed as being wholesome because the orphan, mach- the orphan crushing machine was turned off. And at no point does anyone right. in the story ask, well, why do we have an orphan crushing machine? I like right. those stories yeah. like this little kid's in a wheelchair. His classmates, like, you know, raise money to buy him a new wheelchair. And it's like, and, and it's, it's like, put forward as a wholesome that's, that's story. That's a nice wholesome story, but also why does this child have to, like, rely on people around the community to yeah. pay for a new wheelchair? Why are they not provided? Yeah, them? it's the thing of, like, oh, this child, like, you know, we let this child free from the orphan crushing machine. So, wait, why do we have an orphan crushing No, don't ask. <laughs> he escaped. And it's that, isn't it, of, like, oh, look, this person who's, like, on the breadline as a mum who's in hospital earned enough money so they can pay for her cancer treatments. And it's like, that's really wholesome. Wait, but... Why does she need to compete on a game show to pay for cancer treatments? That's kind of fun. Sure, no, here we go. <laughs> Don't look at why it's we a, have the orphan crushing machine. To weirdly pull on another, uh, you know, thing. It's like, I guess, fitting because Netflix are making a sequel. But like, it's like Chicken Run and how it's framed <laughs> of like the person making the chicken pie at the farm is like the bad person. Yeah. Because like, you know, so the, the chickens, yeah, they're being raised to be murdered and put into pies. Yeah. But at no point. Like, they oh want- yeah, we all escaped from the pie making machine, and it's like, wait, but why were they like, actively being thrown into the pie making? And there machine? it is, and a chicken run again, another very thinly veiled allegory for capitalism. Because mm-hmm. um, they even say, don't they? It's like we make all the eggs. Like people thinking, wait, yeah. chicken runs an allegory for capitalism. Like, well, think about it. The point is, like those chickens, they create value in the form of their eggs. What happens when they're no longer able to create value? They get turned into food. It's like when they're unable, like you know, when the, you know, the fruits of their labor no longer are able to, like, you know, provide profit, they just they themselves become the fuel that feeds the um, uh, the machine. Yeah, literally, she decides that well, we'll be more profitable by murdering all the chickens and turning them into pie than we would sustaining them and getting eggs from them. Yeah, because when they stop producing eggs, we just kill them, eat them anyway. And then they're making a sequel to it. <laughs> but you know I do like Chicken Runner Chicken Runner's like a great movie movies. yeah but it's just one of those things of, of like yeah it asks a question and then it do- it doesn't really have the balls to follow through on asking the question does it so like why does this system exist it's like again the orphan crushing machine it's like they escape from the organ like the or- wait, wait why do we have one of those again so like, I think it, I like as well that Netflix doesn't even have the balls to be like you know, oh, well, at least the person made out with, like, money to pay for her family health care. No, she just lost. That's why it should be a thing of, like, everyone... I like those game shows. Like I said, the old-fashioned ones were. I think, like, Bullseye was a great one where... I think the joke always was, at least you got your bus fare. That was the joke (laughs) of, like, they pay for people to come to the show... And everyone goes home with, like, an alarm clock. Everyone, like, everyone got to go there for free and had a fun time. And the prize pool was, like, you never won more than a couple hundred pounds. So that is a lot of money to a lot of people, but it's not enough money where you would, like, be ch- desperate to win it. It's more about you want to be on the show and have a fun day out, and then it's potentially you might win a, a couple hundred pounds or, like, you know, a new cooker. You're not going on the show because you desperately need a new cooker, but it'd be nice if you did win one. And that makes for a more wholesome experience and just, yeah... And that'd be that nice thing of like, you know, everyone involved in a show is going to get, you know, a little bit of money. And like the higher the prize pool gets, the more ruthless people are going to be. Because like, look how ruthless Netflix is. Yeah. Like fucking over the guy who wrote, ne- they fucked over the guy who wrote Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Like he made them a billion dollars and he got paid like, probably, two, like 150 more. grand. Yeah. 
And when he asked, when they asked him, like, did Netflix offer you any more? And like, what the fuck would they do that? No, exactly. They got a great deal out of it. Yeah, they got a great deal. And I like that like, once again we've kind of accidentally come with like some some matching Com- yeah, complimentary wikis, like, yeah. Just fuck Spotify, fuck Netflix. Well, I had two that I was going to do. And the first one I was going to do is the Flash movie. When we started talking about that, (laughs) I put my second one up because I thought it'd be nice and complimentary, and like the conversations would, um, uh, you know, flow into one another a little bit. Well, don't you want to do like a wiki weekends on the Flash movie so you can put like fun clips of that awful? Well, oddly enough, like my decision on which ones to cover based on how much I want to do clips, and I want to do the Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmares episode, but I don't want to do it on the podcast <laughs> because I want to put in clips of like the pigeon being in the restaurant because I just love just the the smash cut of Gordon Ramsay being like the freshest thing in this kitchen is that pigeon, and the shit post people do like the pigeon in the big puff jacket like thank you chef. Look, you're laughing. That's why I want to put it in. Oh, I love, and, I like, love You've got to give a cameo to Chef Mike. Gosh, I'm going to put so much. That's why as well. I want to put the clips in. But like, mm-hmm. you know, this one, I don't want to put clips in of like, you know, this show. But I do want to talk about it. And that's the and beauty also, of the format. I find, it fitting that, I find it fitting that that implies that you don't want to have to go and watch clips of the Flash movie. I don't want to. I, do, no have you seen, does. there's an amazing thing. It's obviously people who are watching that, like they're, they've, they've drank the Kool-Aid. Like, mm-hmm. they're so deep in that you can't... It's like the Goku fans, isn't it, we mentioned right at the start of... You can't convince them that they're wrong because so much of their personality hinges on them being right. So mm-hmm. the more that gets introduced to prove them wrong, the, the, the further they dig in. And it's the same like there's people putting up clips of, like, the flash of, like, no seat... Like, this, like, this is all just one cut, if you can believe it. And it's the flash running in complete CGI, doing that stupid fucking thing he does where he takes one step and travels, like, eight mile... And it's like, and it all looks terrible. The CGI's got awful. Like the framing is awful because it's in slow motion. Doesn't look like he's running very fast. He's doing that stupid fucking thing that Zack Snyder insisted on. He has to run where he throws his arms like out to the side, like, like in speed skating run instead. Yeah. And what cracked me up is because I've just finished editing like the um, Incredibles video when I was mm. doing that one, and I was, remember I was looking, I thinking, is Dash the best like screen adaptation we've gotten of Super Speed? Not into like obviously everyone's gonna say Quicksilver. Like that's a yeah, good obviously that's that the best visually example, probably. that's interesting. But I mean specifically of the character running. Because you never mm. see the flash run or you never see Quicksilver running he teleports, doesn't it? Except when it goes to slow yeah, motion. It's like just yeah. and kind of like just blurs across the screen when he's running yeah, fast. Which is yeah. mo- the way most pieces of media do it, because they realise that showing a character running really fast would look stupid. Ergo I was like, like, smash cut to The Flash and Ezra Miller running like they've shit themselves. <laughs> but then I look like Dash, like, you see, he run, he hauls fucking ass. Mm. And you see, like, his little arms and his little legs going really fast. And I, do, I just, one of my favourite scenes in all of The Incredibles, which we forgot to mention, was, like, just the bit where the, the end doing the track run. And like, no, no, slow down, yeah, slow down, no, no, faster, faster. It's like, come second, close second. But something else, like, you know, I was watching, I noticed, well, he has momentum. Because that's the problem with super speed in a lot of TV shows and movies. They don't have, like, they'll stop on a dime. And it's like, well, that'd mm. snap your ankles off. <laughs> yeah, so do, you the like, do you like speed skates when they stop and, like, it sprays, like, five, like, you know, pounds of ice into the air? Every time mm. the flash comes to a complete stop, that should happen with rubble. Like, the pavement should do that. And you see that with Dash, mm. where, like, when he's running on the water... And like the two things like closing in on him, he stops and he skids and he runs, and he stops and he skids and he just stops and drops down into the water. But like when he's running, mm. 
he has momentum. And when he falls over and he falls, tumbles like 40 <laughs> yards. Because he has momentum. Like he has, he ex- mm-hmm. They actually went to the effort of thinking like, well, if he was actually doing this within a real physical space, what would someone with super speed do? It's like Mr. Incredible, yeah. isn't it? Like when he like runs and he jumps. Like, you know, you see like rubble on the floor when he jumps. Because of course, yeah, that, that level of force coming out of his legs would destroy the concrete he's on. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the Flash movie and he's just... <laughs> and I said, yeah, they're too deep in to know how shit it looks. And every clip I see from that movie is just horrendous. It's like worse than the last one. I never forget that, like, was it like fan voted, like, best moment? Best moment. Or whatever. And they pick, like, the moment was, oh my God, this spectacular moment where the Flash, like, go in the Zack Snyder court, like, goes and enters, saves the world or whatever. He enters the speed force and it looks fucking That's terrible. It, it looks awful awful and he's like i cannot imagine the level of like as you said the like, level of cope the, level like, of cope. the the fucking yeah the coping the brainwashing involved to think that that is a good moment like to convince to yourself think that even looks decent to convince yourself it's not only looks decent it is the single best superhero moment mm-hmm. when there's like you know the incredibles as a film exists or even just like you know the mcu gets shit on but you know, there's a lot of really good moments in that that just look visually interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, couple of minutes here and there that are, like, really stand out. It's like, you know... And even as we say, the Quicksilver scenes as well. Yeah. That's just something I noticed of, like, you never see speedsters running. You see them, they'll teleport. Like, they'll they'll, mm. they'll stand there and then they'll zip and appear in another part of the room, but... You, or you see Quicksilver running, but it's in his speed, From his perspective. So it's regular... Speed running. Whereas when you watch like The Incredibles, when Dash runs, he fucking runs and he hauls. <laughs> that little, he hauls some ass. And people might be like, oh yeah, but that's a CGI character. Guess what? They all fucking are. They're all CGI characters out there. And that's, I just could not get over how shit it looks when the Flash runs. Because mm. I think as well, someone worked out every step the Flash is taking should be four kilometers with how fast he's going. How would he turn? Like, you see him, every step, like, you know, five buildings go past, but then he follows a road like this. It's like... Mm-hmm. And I think someone even said, like, um, the running in Eternals looks better because they have momentum. Oh, better, yeah. And you see, like, when she mm-hmm. jumps, and she jumps, like, 30 like you know, thirty miles and then lands and then rolls. Because, of course, you've got that much momentum that you keep going and have to, like, roll into it. Yeah, um, I think who's that character. There's so many in Eternal. I think that might have one been Makari. Well, yeah, when and, like, they're running. Just the, the super speed running effects in Eternals were kind of overlooked. Like they did a really good job in that movie. It's more just the momentum. So that's the thing. It's like, does the character have momentum when they move? Well, yeah, the entire, you know, as a speedster, just the effects on it and stuff. Like, so I think, yeah. That, I... Because that was a very boring middling movie. Like, I think that one gets overlooked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw like, that clip compared to the Flash one, where it's just him running in slow motion with his arms by his side, it's like, well, he doesn't actually look like that's taking any effort. And I guess it doesn't for him, but it's just, like it doesn't look good. But then it's like you want, there's no way to like mentally put yourself in that situation where you see like the like you say the car when they're running, so you see them like you know when they run and like they go past something, they do that thing when they run like this, but then they have to like mm. catch up with themselves, to, like falling over and. Or in like you know when Dash falls over and he eats shit for like four hundred yards because <laughs> yeah. yeah that's if you were running at seventy five miles an hour and tripped over a branch that's what would happen. Yeah. Or like when he grabs like yeah. a vine and goes. Just... <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Or like when he falls off the edge of the like you know the the mountain and goes like three hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Or when he gets into a fight and he realizes because he can run that fast like he can just see a million miles an hour. So the guy punches him and he just goes. Oh! 
oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's like, I cannot, I can probably not knock this guy out, but he can't knock me yeah, out can, either. And he just punches him like 400 times. Which <laughs> admittedly is an excessive amount of time to punch somebody, but... But he's a, he's a child, yeah. like, he's, it's doing nothing to the man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's why I don't want to put clips of that, because I realise I don't want to watch it. I don't want to have to watch the movie. I don't want to put clips of it in, and I don't want to deal with people saying, no, Carl, it actually looks really good. You just don't understand. <laughs> Smashed a cut to just baby in a microwave. No, the joke you always make, it's weird that the baby's safer in a microwave than it is with Ezra Miller. <laughs> anyway, this one has yeah. been a bit of a longer one, and I think that's a good point to end it, though. Yeah. Babies are safer yeah. in microwaves than they are with Ezra Miller. You know, um, I guess we can... You know, make a little allusion to the start of like, well, if you would like to share this so that a small YouTube channel can get a potential chance of being on the trending tab mm-hmm. instead of death battle, <laughs> maybe go and like, you know, share this podcast somewhere. Wow. And that cracked me up so much just when they were like, um, I, I get it, it must suck when like, you know, you see people like, like, someone reacting to a movie when trailer. When it's just Mr. Beast every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. or someone right. reacting it's to a movie annoying. trailer so it doesn't put as much effort into their videos as they clearly do. It's like, yeah, like I said, Mr. Beast. He's got. I don't think he. <laughs> no, he do, I, I'm, I just don't. I'm, it's. Yeah, he doesn't put the effort in. The the entire yeah. army of people he has working in his company town, working for Mr. Beast mm-hmm. books, do. Yeah, there's a lot of production value there, and it's there worth is. pointing out there that is. Mr. Beast did do a small match. He did a Squid Game thing, and he did pay everyone who took part. Mm-hmm. Everyone who took part did get paid. Obviously, not as much as the prize pool, but they all got paid for their time and, like you know couple hundred dollars put in their pocket for the um, uh, being on camera and stuff. It's funny that, like, you know, a YouTube creator can, I guess, be slightly more good about making a Squid Game mm-hmm. game than fucking Netflix can. So they should have made it and let, like, the guy who wrote the story should have wrote some new games and had the, ne- the Netflix executives who ripped it off be part of it. I'd have watched that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Get a bunch of fucking rich kids and make them do it. Oh, I wouldn't give a shit if they were being exploited then. Did you ever see that I can make? If it was just a bunch of fucking millionaires. Yeah, do you remember like the Fire Festival? There was like oh, this. I remember the Fire Festival. There was Festival, an amazing yeah. interview with like just some kid who won a ticket. And like he said, and he's the only person who seems to have fun there because they interview him and say, well, I won the ticket in a raffle at a bar and mm. I just, you know, came for the laugh. And. I've been here watching rich people cry when their luggage has been handled roughly or they've got to, like, you know, eat, like, sandwiches. <laughs> it's been chicken soup for my middle-class soul. And it's just a picture of him wearing a pair of sunglasses and a vest, stood in, like, the debris of fire Festival, having the time of his life. Because he's like, well... Cause it would be kind of cathartic to just watch, like, multi-millionaires have a breakdown. Yeah, all he just, he's just sat there, and they're, like, complaining that they're drinking bottles of water and eating sandwiches. Like, have you ever been to a festival? <laughs> And he's saying he just spent the entire time laughing at the rich people crying that the luggage are being handled poorly. And he's there like a duffel bag with a pair of underwear in it and a bottle of Jack Daniels. It's like, whatever. Oh, Legend. hero. Oh, uh, yeah. So let us know which wiki that won this week. Mm-hmm. We've had a fun one this week. And um, we'll yeah, as I say, just, you know, give us a, a like, comment below, do all the good stuff, mm-hmm. give a subscribe, share, blah, blah, blah. I, I hate doing the spiel, but it does help. Yeah. But yeah, thank you all for listening. And hopefully we've appeared in your Spotify wrapped either this year or maybe next year when we get a bit more viewers, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let us know if we did. Yeah, give us a shout out. Obviously, we've only been around for like half of this year. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely, but, you know, not everyone's like me and listens to 40 days worth of podcasts on Spotify. Yeah, 
Oh, like, oh, just, I'll never forget. It's Lucas. I, I fumbled a baddie, man. I did it. I'll, I'll live, I think I fumbled, I fumbled a baddie because I didn't have my Spotify wrapped. Carl got fucking outdone by Spotify. God damn it, Spotify wraps. Oh, cheers, everybody. He literally got cock blocked by Spotify. I did.